Welcome! Welcome to the trippiest of happiest of happy hours. Clap for yourselves. It's happy hour! Yay! Aren't you feeling happy? Happy, happy, fun times. Uh, hey, I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. Tonight on the happy hour, we have on the ones and twos, the Miggity Moogs, the Moogie Blues. It's Pervert Fervor, also known as Timothy Renato Pizza. Uh, yay! Gonna be playing all the weird stuff in between your sets. But we're going to get right to it because we have a lot of comedians on this wonderful list here on this Friday, 1021, in a warm day. Uh, it's not summer, but we pretend it is here in San Francisco. Your first comedian, funny man. You guys are going to laugh. Clap your hands wildly, everybody. It's Brandon Gardner. Hey, hey, yeah. Yeah, let's destroy everything. Let's live our lives. Hi. Uh, hey, everybody. Um, uh, something, something, pretend banter to make you think I'm getting to know you. Uh, all right, cool. Let's jump into this. <laughs> let's get the real work done. No one's getting real work done here. Uh, could I made... Sorry. There we go. That's the joke I wanted to do. Uh, <laughs> Um, I know who I am as a person because of the mistakes I make around people. Like this girl texted me and I made, or I got a girl's number and uh, I made a mistake. I sent the first text message, but I sent her a message that said, how are your day? And she responded immediately saying, what? And I was like, um, I meant, and then I just deleted her number. And then she sent another text saying, JK, what are you doing this weekend? And I responded saying, you had your chance. <laughs> Deleted the thread. Um, I uh, sometimes like, uh, uh, I, I get worried about myself. Like, uh, I, I, I started seeing a therapist and uh, she's pretty good. Like actually she's like, uh, one of like the best, uh, she's probably like the best one I've ever had. She, uh, she like really understands me, she's supportive, she's great. But like some days I like freak out, like I, uh, on the way last week when I was going to her office, I thought, uh, I started thinking like, maybe I'm just like immature. Like I feel emotionally stunted, like maybe I'll just never mature emotionally. And then I got to the office and she was, I asked her like, who do you normally like, uh, who, do you, who's nor who normally do you like having your sessions? She's like teenagers, I was like, no! And uh, she, then she uh, followed up later in that session saying that she wanted to check. She, she's really impressed by my chakras. I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> I'm not sure if this person's legitimate. So I spent the next uh, day looking into her and found out that the school she goes to, I've uh, never heard of it. It's a really an Eastern slash Western medicine. And I got a little interest. So I checked it out. And uh, notable people on the list of people who've gone to that school is uh, the main one on the list was a person named Starhawk. I was like, oh, my God, my therapist is the Starhawk. <laughs> That's amazing. After a session once, uh, she actually told me she gave me something like she was like, you seem like really uh, stressed out. Just go to the top of a hill and seem like uh, uh, at, uh, in Walnut Creek area. Just go to the top of this hill. You can see the whole Bay Area. You'll uh, connect with nature. So I did. I went, it turns out it's a popular point. There's like three other cars parked next to mine. And I got out and looked. I could see the entire Bay Area. And I saw everything. Uh, I touched the ground. I touched the tree. It was, a, it was beautiful. And I started to feel connected with nature. And I just thought, man, 
everyone in these cars are definitely getting blown right now. <laughs> cool. Um, tight. Mm. Sometimes I feel bad for the things that I do. Like, uh, I can't always uh, give a homeless person some money. Like, uh, I actually, like, uh, l- the last time, uh, a couple days ago, that this one homeless lady asked me for a dollar. And I said, no, sorry, I don't have, uh, no, sorry, I can't give anyone money right now. And then I burped in her face. <laughs> have you ever coughed privilege to a person? <laughs> I did that. I Tony Stark a person with my mouth. <laughs> it was really impressive. I <laughs> All right. Uh, a lot of people um, like Halloween. I've never really understood it. Like, I don't like a lot of holidays because I always feel like I'm do like that's not a thing that to celebrate. Like for St. Patrick's Day, I always drink uh, most days, so I don't feel like the need to have that be a holiday. For Fourth of July, I'm always proud of our country. Never feel like that to be one. And Halloween, I'm always scared all the time. Someone help. I don't know what I'm doing. Great, cool. That's the end of my set. That was fun. That was fun. We did it. Brandon Garner! Hooray! Happy Yawa moving on. Your next comedian. I think she's here. Uh, she's a lovely human being. I finally know how to spell her last name because of one of her jokes. Uh, which is great. So put your hands together for Brooke Heineken. She's, she, is she not here? Is she not here? Oh, you know who is here? Another comedian. He's next on the list. Excited to bring him up all the time. You guys should watch his YouTube videos and his channel. Very funny comedian. Clap wildly for Ashton Tate. Oh, man. Performing in front of the big lights. This is a big deal. This is uh, cool. I uh, was was realizing recently that uh, whenever people see Jesus in their food, the food's never healthy. You know, like people say Jesus could be black, white, or I don't know, brown or something, but he's never in a salad. That's weird. Um, thank you. One, but uh, some people like to travel. Not. Not me, not a big travel guy, just because uh, I feel like traveling, whenever I do it, it's just like eating foods from other cultures that I didn't order. Yeah, I, I could do that. I didn't mean to order it. So I just uh, just eat it and say, like, oh, this is part of the experience. And uh, if I go to McDonald's here, and the, the chef, if you will, if uh, he mess, mess, like messes up the messes up the food, that's... I don't think that's cool. I mean, maybe that's like his culture. I'm not sure, but it's not mine. So I'm just trying. I'm going through that, going through some uh, fast food problems. And that's nice. Um, you guys you guys know what Freud said? You guys know about, you know what he, he believed in? He, uh, he actually believed in uh, people saying that they know what someone said when they don't. Uh, that's what I feel like whenever Freud gets brought up. I don't know what he says, but I just agree with it. Uh, I feel like that's a problem. I can't I can't ever debate. There's there's plenty of times where I've been debating someone and I've wanted to admit that I'm wrong, but I just have a hard time doing it. I think that's, uh, I think that's true for everybody. Because uh, if someone's arguing with me and they're like, look, Ashton, I don't want to argue with you over semantics. I can't be like, that's not what I was talking about. Uh, they're like, wait, you clearly don't know what semantics are. It's like, I'm not, I was just talking about a half- Glass being full type of thing, and you're over here. 
talking about with other things, semantic. So, um, people, I studied finance, and people tell me, Ashton, did you just want to become like an evil CEO? Is that what you studied to become? Um, clearly not, but I think that would have been a lot more interesting if that was a, an option. You know, you show up at birthday accounting, they're like, Ashton, you got to fire that janitor over there. And I'm like, I don't want to. And they're like, you have to. It's Christmas Eve. Uh, I do it. I have realized that it's harder to enjoy a not safe for work video when it reminds you that you need to get a job. For all you people out there. Um, I have uh, roommates, and I... I I feel like uh, there's nothing more aggravating than when your roommate, like when you want to use your roommate's food or condiments and they haven't opened it. It's pretty annoying. It's like, come on, man, it's, it's expiration date. I'm counting down to tomorrow. When are we gonna, when are we gonna open this thing? Um, I like, I, I have interviewed several times to be a, to be a roommate for other uh, people, and it's, uh, it's very weird to try and like sell yourself on being a good person. Um. Uh, because, like, if you don't get a job, it's because of your background. But if you don't get the roommate, it's just, like, your whole life. It's just summed up in that moment. And so uh, I try and, like, fill people out when I'm interviewing. They'll ask me, like, do you like to cook? And I go, yeah, of course. Like, imagining as if, you know, they want, like, a Martha Stewart type guy. As if, like, me, you know, whipping up eggs and salsa at the same time is going to make me a good person. But uh, it doesn't. So, anyway, I uh, realized that... If you're getting uh, salsa dance lessons from an instructor who's not attractive, it just feels like, you know, you're in the arms of a magician. It's very, very weird. Because uh, the guy was, like, real prone to, uh, you know, when you think of uh, salsa instructors, you think of, like, Roald Arge, you know, like Ronaldo or Ron Mel or something like that. But, you know, Ron just doesn't doesn't sound as good. Even if you roll the art, it's very hard to roll straight into a continent. But, uh, hey, that's my time. Thank you so much. Have a good night. Ashton Tay! Run! Run! Girls gone mild. Am I right? Salt instructor. I'm sorry. That was a joke by uh, one of our lead comedian friends. I should remember his name. Because, uh, it makes me a dick that I remember his joke and not his name. Uh, all right. Your next comedian, we thought he was dead, but he's actually still alive, which is amazing. He disappeared for three weeks. He came back. He's still alive, everybody. I'm worried about him on the internet. You're going to love him right now. Put your hands together for Jason Bonfort. Oh, Pam, you know what they say, longing makes the heart grow fonder. That's why I took off so I couldn't squander all the goodwill faster than Bush. Okay, I'm going to start political. All right, um... So, uh, who's been watching the debates? Please, someone, please, please, please. I'm not watching the debates because I understand anything they're fucking talking about. I'm watching the debates. I watched them to see if the sexual tension between Hillary and Clinton and Trump would pan out into something. And God damn it, it didn't. But right now, I will let you guys know I'm running a little contest. Uh, the Hillary Trump porn, what would the title be? I have no idea. I'm running a contest. Someone throw me an idea here. Trumping my hill. Woo! That's bad. <laughs> no, I was thinking Hillary Clinton grabbed her by the pussy. It's topical. It makes sense. It lives in the context. You are hating me with your eyes. I appreciate it. Woo!
I like that one. I've been reflecting on my life, and I found a great way. Uh, guys, if you want to do porn and you don't want any of your friends to find out, uh, do gay porn. Do gay porn. And uh, there's, it's okay. There are plenty of extra jobs in gay porn. I was in gay porn. I was neither pitching nor receiving. I was standing on behind a counter reading a magazine, all right? So there is good money in this, and the best part is if any of your friends walk up and they say they've seen you, you both have something to talk about. So I was watching gay porn. Oh, good to know. So this comes up to me. But I did like working in a porn store. I'm not going to lie. It was a great job. It was the only job that I ever got promoted in. I got a promotion within six months at this job. And the only reason I got promoted is because I was the only one not stealing out of the register. My manager straight face told me this. I didn't know it was an option. I was sitting there waiting for the go-ahead. Nobody gave me the go-ahead. But the thing is, is that I got a pay raise by a nickel, <laughs> literally. And, but the best part about this job, the only reason that made me stay after I got a shit promotion was that I got the ability to tell my customers to go fuck themselves. And as a retail employee, that's a lot of power. And it feels good. It feels really good. But I mean, like, let's be honest here. Like, most of my job was to try and prevent shoplifting, but I wasn't going to fucking try. Are you kidding me? Do you know how people shoplift in this city? They stuff shit down their pants. That's a mistake you make once. You grab the wrong thing once, and you're never going to make that mistake again. I'm having a great time. Shaking the rust off. Um, you know what? I hate people that don't tip. I work civic service industry now. I'm a waiter. If you don't tip, I don't like you. But I can tell you that I have vengeance planned for everyone because I know these dickheads, they write 0.00 on the tip line. And I will gladly put a one in front of that number for you. And I have your signature, especially if you don't fill out the total amount. Now I have a 10. But every time someone doesn't tip, I want to feel like Liam Neeson from fucking Taken. I just want to be like, I don't know who you are, but I'll find you. And I'm going to make you pay 15%. And I'll leave you guys on that. Jason Balfour, please tip. It's very easy, you guys. You just double the tax and then add it to the bill. All right, your next comedian. I, I can't ever imagine him in the service industry. Uh, I enjoyed many of his posts today, especially him being the sad half of Frida Kahlo's <laughs> eyebrow. I was like, you look so sad. It was just a moment. You were just caught in time. It was beautiful. You guys, he's a very funny man. Don't, don't be fooled by his sadness on the internet. Put your hands together. It's David Roth. Pam. Thank you, Pam. What an intro. No, yeah, why spend my life? I'm divorced now. Yeah, why spend my life with the beautiful women when I could spend it with like 12 suicidal task rabbits? It's, <laughs> it's trading up. Uh, I'm going to read off a notebook, not because I don't have self-respect. I just don't respect you guys. Um, my, my childhood, uh, everyone knew everything about me because like in the Jewish community, there are no private parts. Um, there was like a live band at my circumcision. Uh, and one time I walked in my mo and my mom telling her best friend, she's like, David's testicles are descending. <laughs> there was like Chardonnay was present. Um, I'm like, mom, why are you talking about my balls? And she's like, Ellen asked. I'm like, what did she possibly ask? 
She's like, she asked, what's new? I'll take that. That's That would kill if there was 14 people here. Uh, I had like an earlier incident slash live event. This is like a thing in my life, like this fluid, whenever I stood up, this is like as a child, fluid like leaked down from my abdomen into my testicle, but it was only my left testicle. I know, I hope my, like, the horror of, like, five years of my life, sorry that it invades your brain for, like, three seconds, but, uh, yeah, so basically, like, the, my left ball was the size of a grapefruit, my right ball was the size of a blueberry. It was, like, a planet and its little moon, uh, and I just overheard my mom talking about it with my fourth grade teacher. I'm like, Mom, why are you telling Mrs. Nelson? She's like, David, relax, we're not talking about that, we're just discussing James and the Giant Peach. Maybe better than the last set, but not as good as the Ashton set. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> is any of this going to work in the future with con- Deliver with Confidence? No? Uh, back home, I came, I came across like a letter I wrote for my first ever girlfriend. Uh, and it was like the day after our first hookup. I love this. It was so sad. It was like, <laughs> it's like <laughs> I had a girl hold me and mean it. Every emotional and physical sensation I wanted to feel, I have felt. The mystery is over. Editor's note, <laughs> she gave me a hand job. Uh, <laughs> it's like the mystery of hand jobs was over. Uh, what else? I keep getting dragged to the container store, and there was like a greeter there. And he was like, welcome to the container store. Contain yourself. <laughs> I was like, no, I cannot. Uh, I think that's like a fitting slogan. It's just such a fucking depressing store. I'm like, hey, do you have any containers for someone that's like, do you have any containers that are like six feet long, made out of mahogany? Maybe there's like handles so my friends can carry me into the fucking ground as I kill myself. All right. I'm having fun. Uh, <laughs> Brandon, don't book me based on this set. Uh, I <laughs> Let's see. I think it's kind of like bullshit that any woman would want to break up with me. Honestly, I know that sounds arrogant, but... Uh, this one started to try, and I'm like, here's the thing, here's the thing, like, I am not attached to this body and or personality. <laughs> She's like, Dave, this, is working, this isn't working for me. I'm like, uh, this has never worked for me. Like, how about you come over to my place later and get specific? Um, I was catching up on some movies. Um, I asked my buddy, I was, mine, I was like, hey, do you want to watch this movie called The Assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford? He was like, uh, maybe. What's it about? All right, that was like a test show because that's done well before, and that's the only reason I did that. Um, wow, this has been so good. Oh my god, guys, that's the end of my set. I've been David. Thank you. David Rob, yay! So vulnerable, so sensitive. How beautiful. Uh, your next, <laughs> your next comedian is probably on the opposite of the sensitivity scale. Everybody, put your hands together. It's Casey Scannell. <laughs> What up, what up, guys? Man, I've been drinking energy drinks today. I don't normally do that. Kind of geeking right now. You know you drink too many energy drinks and the back of your knees start to flop sweat. That's what's happening to me. Maybe I have a problem. Anyway, guys, am I the only one who thinks that all baby midgets look like the most realistic Peyton Manning bobblehead dolls known to man? You know? Anytime I see one of those top-heavy toddlers, I just want to... Slap a Broncos uni on, a big oversized helmet, 
Make him sit crisscross applesauce on the dashboard of my car in a little Papa John's pizza box there to give me high fives every time I make it through an intersection on time. Yeah, that joke's never going to be told again. Mm-hmm. They say uh, you should enjoy your youth while you still can, but I say that is just terrible advice to give a pedophile. It's probably the worst. I learned recently that if you eat two entire sleeves of Oreos, your arms are going to get warmer. <laughs> I love trying it out. I smoke weed. Anybody else? Love Hey, come on. Give me some shit for weed. I love weed. I do. I do some stupid shit when I'm high. Uh, I was recently stoned out of my gourd. I went to the drive-thru, put my order in, went to the window. I paid, and then I just took off without my food. Just fucking left like a high guy. So stupid. Now, when I went back to try to explain myself, they didn't believe me. They didn't buy my story for a second. To be fair, it was two weeks later, totally different Burger King, but still thought it might be worth a chicken tendy. King's treat. No. I like to smoke all the time, guys. I do. I like to smoke in the morning. I like to wake and bake. That's my jam. My favorite. I like to wake and bake because I figure what better way to round out a solid eight hours of sleep than with a nice nap. Right? It's comfy. Um, they say uh, hot sauce can help your sperm taste better, but I don't care what you put it on it. I'm not getting it in my mouth. I don't want it. Um, guys, if I ever catch a terrorist, I know we're all hoping that I do. If I ever catch one, I'm not going to turn him into the government. I don't want him locked up or waterboarded. Hashtags to my dad, because that is some straight-up torture. Um, hey, guys, if I ever find myself in the witness relocation program, I bet we're all hoping that I do, I want to be relocated to Mexico. You see, I want to start life anew as a transgendered country western superstar known as Arriba McIntyre. Perfect timing. Mm. It's a good thing I didn't eat because I'm eating shit right now. Okay, you guys want to hear a real corker? I heard, and get, this is real facts, guys. If you eat an entire two sleeves of Oreos, guess what's going to happen, guys? Your arms are going to get warmer. It's true. Oh, that worked out even worse. I'm going to just end it real quick with one thing. Uh, woke up very rudely. Rough morning for me. Ugh, I woke up. I went to the bathroom. And I found my first gray pubic hair, guys. Yeah, it's a bummer. First gray pubic hair. The weird thing was, it was in my mouth and my grandpa could not stop laughing. But hey, if Pappy's happy, I'm happy. Thank you so much, guys. Bye. <laughs> Pappy's happy. Keep it going for Casey Scannell. Yeah. Great pubes in his mouth. Yeah. Gross. Your next comedian, uh, she is a mermaid. And uh, I love the new mermaid hair. Uh, very funny lady runs a podcast here at the station every Thursday from 8 to 10 called Ask a Divorcee. Clap your hands together right now for Annette Mullaney. Thank you. 
Thank you. Um, I repurpled my hair recently. Um, look very mermaidy. I was actually going for the anime look because I'm trying to get some nerd dick. Um, I'm not super into nerds. I'm just responding to the constraints of dating the market of San Francisco. There's a lot of nerds, a lot of nerd dick, not a lot of non-nerd dick. Um, I think I want to quit my job. Uh, I'm trying to get fired a little bit, like very passively. Um, I just came from work, and this is what I was wearing all day. Uh, for people who are on the radio, there's no back to this shirt. Um, it keeps slipping down and exposing like all my sports bras, of which there's two. I like to double bag. Um, sturdy girl. But uh, it's getting really fun, though, to hang out with my coworkers at work because I've just stopped giving a shit. Um, so like today, one of my coworkers comes up to me, and he, uh, he was starting a meeting, and he said, hey, guys. And now I work in tech, and I'm the only lady on my team. Uh, kind of a sensitive issue, but the dudes on my team are actually really kind about it. So he said, hey guys, and then he apologized to me, and he said, I'm really sorry, I, I think of that word as gender, as gender neutral. Um, it's totally inclusive of you, I'm sorry, I'll try to say like, people next time. And I'm like, no, no, it's totally cool, bitches. Totally cool. Oh, it's, I think of that word as gender neutral. Um, I also like to talk about my hobbies at work. Um, I've been trying to get more women to do lifting with me, um, yeah, mostly the hot ones, because I just would like men at the gym to stare at other people. Um, but I got one woman to come with me last Sunday and lift. It was dope. She's super hot. It was like being a fucking, uh, like, candle next to the sun. It was amazing. I could hide in the shadows. Um, but I was talking to a woman at work today, and the fun part about lifting or talking to women about lifting and trying to convince them to do it is their objections, right? Like number one is I don't want to get bulky, um, which gives me a really fun excuse to make my coworker talk about my body at work. Because I'm like, oh, you're afraid of getting bulky? Well, I lift. Do I look bulky? Bitch. <laughs> um, also, uh, yeah, I was so, Talking about work a lot today because not a lot happened. I don't know if you guys heard, but like the internet went down. So couldn't fucking do shit at work. Um, so instead, I was just talking to my coworkers. Um, they were asking about my life, and I was telling them I do comedy and lifting. Like, man, you have a lot of hobbies. Um, said, yeah, it's, you know, it's either that or sit around and think about death. Got to occupy the time somehow. Um, <laughs> do you guys, uh, do you guys know a veterinarian? Does anyone know a veterinarian? I think we might have to call one. Because um, these pythons are sick. <laughs> oh, at least I'm having fun. It's the important part, right? Um, so yeah, uh, when I'm in a bad mood, I like to go out for walks and meet dogs. Um, strangers are super nice, especially men. They'll let you pet their dogs. Um, I think women like me have been tricking men for years, telling them that dogs are the way to meet women, when really it's just that we're using men to meet dogs. Like, hey there, can I pet your dog? I don't give two shits about your dick. Um, it does get a little weird sometimes, because I've had strangers' dogs hump me. And I feel like you can't kick a stranger's dog. You're going to look like a monster. Um, but luckily, I found another way to deal with it, which is just to get into it, right? 
it's a little weird because when I actually fuck dudes, um, I starfish. I won't even fucking shift a hip to help a dude out. Just ragdoll 100%. Uh, but when a, you know, when a dog starts humping my leg, I'll get into it. Roll with it. You should see how quick those owners pull their dogs off of me. Works every time. Just be creepier. All right, thanks, guys. I've been Annette. Creepy Annette coming to a dog near you at a park somewhere in San Francisco. Yay. Uh, from one uh, creepy situation to another, your next comedian is a lovely human being. You can actually see him later on the Hell Hat tonight. But right now, you get to hear about whatever's... I saw a beautiful picture of him dressed as a woman. Uh, put your hands together. It's Ken Suzuki! He's not here, is he? Damn it. I do this all the time. Is Aaron here? No. Gene Feld's not here either. Marcy is. Marcy is. Hey, we hate to do this on the list. Uh, I'll give you an extra minute because you are not, maybe weren't expecting to go up right now. So everybody put your hands together. She's lovely. She's on time. It's Marcy Rogo. I totally thought you meant an extra minute to prepare. So I was like, God, I can chill for a second. Look at my notes. Um, I don't need an extra minute up here. Three is like plenty. Um, I don't have much to say today, um, but I do have a couple of observations. Um, So yeah, Um, what was your name again? Annette. Annette. So the internet did go down today. Like the world ended. Um, We were actually G-chatting about it because that was the only thing working. And um, the, the way the internet works, there's software that people use for their work, like the marketing software and the... Um, you know, tweeting software and stuff. And those were broken, so people couldn't do their work. And then people like to talk about the not doing work on Twitter, and that broke. So there was really nothing that could be done. Um, and the strangest thing happened. People had to make eye contact today. Yeah, weird day. Um, I'm pretty sure that uh, a lot of people had like asthma attacks because I think people are allergic to eye contact. I, I need to work that one out, but they are now. Definitely in San Francisco, allergic to eye contact, especially with all that Asperger's. Um, you know, you got people on the spectrum and it's a problem. Um, I often talk about how I date people on the spectrum um, all the time. Um, I'm pretty used to it. Uh, it's possible I identified another one the other day on Coffee Meets Bagel. So I was, I was talking to this guy, Jeremy, and Jeremy seemed nice enough. Um, we talked a little bit about where we live and where we work, and then he asked me, hey, you know, um, what are your plans this weekend? Do you like yoga and football? What? <laughs> that, your, that could be the punch itself, right? But it gets better. And I said, you know, actually, I would, I, those are two things I would really like to love, but I never do. Um, and he writes back, ah, I don't think we're going to be a match then. Good luck out there. <laughs> and it was like, what the fuck? Like, first of all, he asked me if I like yoga and football. Most people don't like both of those things. And because I liked neither of them, we weren't going to be a good match. And that's San Francisco dating. I got rejected by uh, like a pretty short, like reasonably attractive, but like autistic male. Um, <laughs> This is every week. This is like a new one. Um, the week before that, I think I told a few of you how um, I had sex for the first time with this guy I was seeing for several weeks. And the next morning, he goes, 
I had a really good time while inside of you <laughs> last night. So of course my only response, um, if we're gonna be this like honest, can't handle social norms, you know, I was just like, I had a really mediocre time while you were inside me last night. Um, yeah, we're done with him. He, he um, churned out about a week ago. Um, the other thing that I think is interesting here, um, actually was in this neighborhood in front of that restaurant, Salami, Salumeria, whatever. Um, I noticed there were like three used condoms on the ground. Um, does, has anybody else seen used condoms on like the street and the sidewalk in San Francisco? Yeah, totally typical. But then it struck me, it struck me, if you're the type of person to have sex on literally the sidewalk or the cement street, how are you also the type of person that thinks to bring and use a condom? Like, thinks that, like, like regular responsible people that have sex in their beds forget condoms, but no, no. Um, I mean, maybe I'm just ignorant to prostitution, or I don't know, but I just find it really fascinating. Um, maybe I'll put like a camera out so I can catch them and observe. That's disgusting. Told you it was a rough day. Um, is there anything else I want to talk about? I mean, we could talk about the election, um, which has been quite interesting. I do think it's good for the economy, though. Um, SNL's becoming popular again, you know, and that's good for advertisers and money. Like, that's how you make your money, right, David Roth? Yeah. Um, and also, um, the U.S. visa office is having to hire more staff. Um, the Canadian and Australian ones, at least. Okay, that one's a throwaway. Um, I think what I'll also do is, I, well, I have like a second. I want to plug two shows. Is that weird? I want to plug Pan's single show that's on November 4th. Um, and I want to plug it because... I want you to go to that and practice some bad singles comedy and then come to my show November 5th. It's called Tinder Takeover. And we're going to take people's phones in the audience and make fun of their Tinder. Um, and as well as have some single comedians talking about this miserable single life that we lead. So um, and that'll be at the Purple Onion, um, Saturday, November 5th at 7 p.m. So um, that's it, guys. Thanks for listening. I'm Marcy. <laughs> All the single ladies, all the single ladies. Uh, that show on the fourth is called All the Single Ladies and Dudes. Uh, we're going to try to get single people in here. We're going to try to actually auction off some of the single comedians to maybe possible people in the audience and uh, give them gift certificates to go, you know, eat ice cream together. Things like that. Real, you know, real clandestine, cute things. Uh, all right, guys, clap your hands together for your next comedian. Be excited. It's Aaron Siriosi. Yay! Uh, thank you. I just made it in time for my set. Um, I just got off the BART, and I guess, like, uh, now it's my job to promote this guy's election. His name is Tom Temprano. Uh, he's running for the college board, 2016. Um, I think, like, the best thing he could do for his campaign is to either get a spray tan or be in the sun more. <laughs> like... The picture, uh, his picture looks exactly like how he looked when he was handing out the signs to people in BART. Um, yeah. So I've been, like, going to the gym and stuff. It's a rock climbing gym. It's called Berkeley Ironworks. And I think, like, the gym has, like, achieved its purpose of making me understand, like, how weak I am. So, like, and, like, the biggest thing that, like, I've noticed is that 
like little kids are sh- are stronger than me. Like they can do like rock climbing courses that like I can't do. It's gotten so bad that I've had to like like whenever I see like a kid fail, I'm like that's fucking right. <laughs> uh like just like this happened just yesterday. I was climbing on a course like I barely completed it. This like 12-year-old prepubescent girl like tries to like climb on the course and like she fails and I'm like respect your elders like (laughs) I kind of hate myself for it but also like this is my small victory so you have to take what you can get um I've recently like I so I started working at Pete's Coffee and um the only thing it's really done for me is just make me hate white people more like, you never think, like, the race to betray you would be your own race. Uh, like, a f- like, last week, this girl comes in, and she is wearing, like, a pink fuzzy hat, um, a green neon tank top, and, like, these pink long, like, arm warmers. It was, the mo- it was probably, like, the most confusing outfit I've ever seen in my life. And she orders a press pot, which, like, instantly, like, you know, like they're a complete and total bitch if you order a press pot at Pete's Coffee. So, like, she orders a press pot, and then, like, she, tell, she, like, looks at me, and I'm, like, trying to learn how to make a press pot, and she's like, you can hop off. This other guy has it. And I'm like, okay. Okay. Later, as I was leaving, uh, because my shift ended, she, this homeless guy was, like, looking out the window, and she looks straight at him, and she's like, your eyes are piercing me. Like, they're piercing into my soul. I need you to look away. So, like, and then she takes off her hat, and she's completely bald, and then I notice the cancer sticker on her laptop. And, like, it obviously wasn't colon cancer because she's still an asshole. Yeah, but my favorite race to, like, serve coffee to is Mexicans because they have the most simple order. <laughs> There's one guy that's just like dying right now. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so like this, like Mex, like a Mexican guy, like he's like a regular. He comes in, he's like medium latte, and then I'm like, okay, cool. What's your name? He's like Juan, and I'm like, I can spell Juan. It's J U A N. And then for some reason, the person who makes the drink calls up the name Juan. I'm like, are you kidding me? But like. I think, like, also, like, with other races, like, black people are very, like, hit or miss, and this isn't a police brutality joke. Um, yeah, so, like, really, like, that's, like, all, like, pizza's really taught me, like, other than, like, making coffee, it's just, like, which races I now have, like, in a hierarchy of who I prefer the most. So, yeah. (laughs) Thank you. gotta get the ranking <laughs> he likes mexicans the best then black people then fuck those white bitches with the you know if, if you have a louis vuitton backpack although you twisted me on the cancer joke i'm like oh i wanted to laugh so hard at cancer your next comedian uh he'll try to make you laugh at anything i'm excited every time he's on stage to see if he can bring me to a new level of uh discussion just abhorrence put your hands together everybody for ken suzuki
Thank you. I am your deplorable comic, Ken. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Abhorrence, really? With all your anti-Trump stuff, I figured you'd have been like, the next coming to the stage, the one and only out of the hat of the deplorables. Anyway. Why aren't you, uh, I can't find the audience's pussy. That's the problem. Because you can't, listen, you can't grab the electorate by its pussy, folks. No, that's not how you win an election. You cannot grab the electorate by its pussy. You know, you got to seduce it first. Whisper sweet nothings in its ear. False promises. While, meanwhile, marginalizing people that disagree with you that you don't like. And then when all else fails, steal it from the popular guy that will be trouncing the other guy by this point in time in the election. Oh, God, no, you cannot grab the electorate by its pussy. Um, it's just like stand-up. You can't grab the audience by its pussy either. You can't. You can't just open up with a fisting joke. Things get too deep. Get too deep down there. You got to set them up. Maybe banter, crowd work, talk about current events. You know, everyone wants to talk about those current events. Like Bob Dylan getting that Nobel Prize in literature. Does Bob Dylan really deserve a Nobel Prize in literature? Bob Dylan? Yeah, he was ahead of his time. He was a pioneer. He pioneered mumble rap five decades ahead of it ever hitting the mainstream. He really was the baby boomers designer. Voice of a generation. He goes, oh, yes. If that's the voice that they were listening to, is it any wonder we're in this recession? Is it voice of a generation? Oh, that's Donald Trump in Hillary Clinton's voice, guys. He is the voice of Donald Trump. Your false god is now the one giving words to the new god king or queen. Speaking of Donald Trump, Ashton Tate saw him outside wearing a remarkably wealth and fashionable Make, it, make America Great Again hat. Well, trying to see reactions, and all I can say to him is, dude, you look like a hipster trying to be ironic. You can't even try. Oh. Where is it going with this about? It's talking about Dylan. Yeah, Dylan, he, he, really, that's the kind of guy when you look at him, you're like, dude, I would make you suck my dick in the tenderloin. That's the kind of guy Dylan was. And I don't care how that sounds. If you're as old as I am, you should have in your lifetime at least forced one other man to suck your cock. At least once. Yes. Forgot where I was going. I was going off on this rampage, but that's all I can really remember. Um, should brought the notes up. Got a lot to talk about. Putin, the selection, Dylan. Right, but you know. Oh, well, fuck it. So Twitter was down today. Twitter was down today. Apparently by the Russians and WikiLeaks trying to rig the system. Internet feels good, though, because, you know, people rag on the internet, they rag on online dating, everything else, but I, I do find the internet good, because back in my day, it was very hard. You couldn't just meet someone at a grocery store when trying to eat. What are you going to do? Walk up to someone and be like, hey, uh, yeah, so do you like your sex with, like, an element of danger and life-threateningness? Now, I'm not talking about raw-dogging it at Burning Man, something simple, maybe. Could you fuck me with this gun in my mouth? Couldn't do it. Couldn't meet that person at Whole Foods. That was a special place. Now, they're everywhere. Uh, make America great again, folks. Butin 2012. Ken Suzuki. It's 2020. Seeing the vision of the future. 
with uh, more disturbed sexuality. Yeah, I'm excited. Hey, uh, speaking of disturbed sexuality, in the fills, you guys are listening to pervert fervor. So get a load of this. Yeah, peeping and booping into the cockles of your soul. That's what happens, everybody. Uh, so pervert fervor is going to be playing throughout the fills. Your next comedian uh, is a lovely human being. Uh, he's a very smart individual. He knows more about the presidents than all of you combined. It's absolutely true. Put your hands together and laugh wildly for Ian Levy. Um, how many electricians does it take to screw in a light bulb? One. More would be excessive. <laughs> That's just. Uh, I found a. Uh, I like my uh, presidents like I like my coffee. Not responsible for drone strikes. <laughs> That's my. <laughs> I like my, uh, I like my, uh, I like my female protagonists, like I like my coffee, strong and capable of killing me with a crossbow. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, I like you, glad you like the absurdist stuff. uh, Those are it, those are the three jokes I thought of today, guys. So I, (laughs) I I, I hope you're happy with, with those. Um. I can just talk a little bit about my day. I, I work at a cafe where we do food and stuff. And there is, um, do you guys know there's an avocado shortage going on right now? It's a mix of because of the drought slashed with there's a strike going on. So like with all the avocado growers. And I've found like people do not handle avocado growers going on strike well. Like I've seen people, you know, if the teachers go on strike, they're like, it's just the children. Fuck them. <laughs> the teachers will come back. They need their severage package. But with its avocados, people have like meltdowns if they're not getting their side with their, you know, egg omelet. It's is kind of amazing. I learned recently that um, chickens, uh, if your chickens don't lay enough eggs, this isn't for like a, a manufacturing thing when they're pumped with drugs. If you just have natural chickens, you can buy fake eggs and put them in the nest. And then the other chickens will see those fake eggs and like, oh shit, I need to step my game up. And they'll start making eggs. Like that's a real fake egg, like tricking your chickens. And I just wonder what the thought process is of like, are the chickens self-aware enough to know if they're not making eggs, we're turning them into food? Like, are they, are they working to, I don't know. That was just a couple, a couple little, little zany thoughts. Um, and then I, then I thought I'd talk about a, a story uh, I was thinking about recently of probably the saddest thing I've ever done. Uh, as a person, um, the, the, probably the saddest thing I, I ever, I've, I've ever done was I was, uh, five or six and we all have these moments of shame, you know, where you think about, uh, you know, late at night. And I think, um, the, the saddest thing I've ever done was probably when I was about five, it was on my, my fifth birthday party. Uh, and, and my family, we were playing musical chairs with some of the neighbor kids uh, and I was the first to be eliminated at musical chairs. And that's that's a tough loss right there as a kid. That's not, it wasn't pretty at five. And I went 
not quite understanding the rules of musical chairs, and I got my own chair and then played a parallel game of musical chairs by myself next to all the people at my party who were having fun and understood how the game worked. <laughs> and at the time, I felt perfectly justified. And I had a little birthday crown on as crying as I'm walking around a chair on my own, <laughs> feeling alone, <laughs> preparing me for the devastation that is life. <laughs> But now, looking back, I felt I felt like that might have been the wrong thing to do. It might have been. <laughs> I might have. I don't know. That was just some, some, something I was thinking about recently. Okay, that's been me, guys. Where's the mic stand? Uh, woo! Yay! Ian Levy walking around his own chair. <laughs> a tricky chicken, if you will. <laughs> tricky chicken's a good line. All right, everybody. Your next comedian. Uh, hey, I said I'd work him in. Well, well, you guys can Rosham for it because neither of you are expecting to go up right now. We've got Matthew Quirk and Vince Mancini. Which one of you wants to go up because the other people aren't here who are in the line? You want to Rosham for it or you want to just say one person goes? One of you has an adorable puppy. One of you has a puppy in their soul. Vince, you want to go up? Sure. All right, your next comedian, funny guy, and now he has a puppy. So if you didn't love him before, <laughs> fucking, you got to get ready for it. Put your hands together, Vince Mancini. How you guys doing? This is Charlie. Uh, he wasn't expecting to go up t- tonight. Um, he doesn't understand applause yet. So if you clap, he just he just thinks he's done something bad. So hold your applause for later. Uh, I don't do impressions, but Charlie doesn't really mean uh, Princess Leia. <laughs> guys, for the people on the radio, I just turned his ears inside out. Help me, Obi-Wan! All right. Uh, I wasn't planning to use him as a, a comedy prop, but I feel like I will. Um, I love living in San Francisco. I like that it's a, you know, a socially conscious city, but you know, sometimes it can feel a little, a little judgy. Uh, like, I like having a dog, um, but one thing that you always get in San Francisco with a dog, everybody comes up and they ask you the same question. They're like, that's a cool dog. Is it a rescue? <laughs> Which kind of feels like an accusation. It's kind of like, are you a good person? Check yes or no. And I never knew how to answer that because uh, I got Charlie from a Craigslist Mexican for $50. <laughs> um, I was not entirely clear on whether he's a rescue or not, you know. I feel like I rescued him. I feel like the difference between uh, Charlie and a rescue dog, it was probably about a week, like if nobody had, uh, nobody else had bought him. That's what nobody tells you. All, all dogs eventually become rescue dogs. Like, they all eventually have to be rescued. That's, that's what nobody tells you. Uh, oh, where was I going with that? You distracted me. He does that. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I never knew how to answer that question, and then I realized that I kind of just had to fight smug with smug. Uh, so I developed what I like to think of as uh, the blindside answer from the Sandra Bullock movie, The Blindside. So now people ask me, and I'm like, oh, no, I didn't rescue him. He rescued me. <laughs> Sometimes I like to double down. Kind of doggy is. I'm like, whoa, easy there, racist. I don't see dog breeds. I don't know if he's a black lab or a German shepherd. To me, he's just Charlie. He's an individual, and I'd have you treat him as such. 
I don't I don't like the thing where people treat uh, getting a dog like it's some sort of altruistic act, you know? Like I got a I got this living plush toy that's genetically engineered to worship me. I don't think that makes me Mother Teresa or anything. Like that's pretty cool. Like when I break it down, I went out to Gilroy, there was some dude in the back of a van uh, with Charlie and his brother, and I had to pick between the brothers. That was real hard because they were both, you know, he's like, which one do you want? I was like, both of them. <laughs> if you had 10, I would like to swim through them like Scrooge McDuck. That'd be like a life goal of mine. So anyway, so I brought, I, I, Charlie took a shine to me. I brought him home, and that was pretty cool. I got him a little crate put him in his little crate and we hung out and you know we're best friends now but when I when you really break that down like what did I do it's like oh I went if you if you think of him as a human like I went I took him away from his family I brought him home with me I stuck him in a cage and then I jacked off in front of him like that's <laughs> not like as a kink but you know he was there and that's that's how that went and uh but now, now I pick up his shit with my bare hands. So it's, we're kind of like in this weird sexual subdom relationship. Anyway, you guys, I'm Vince Mancini. Thanks a lot. Vince Mancini, everyone, and his new dog, Charlie, worming his way into everyone's heart. It's really hard to pay attention to him. Thank God he's like, he's only 10% less cute than that dog. You know what I mean? That's good that you're both pretty to look at. All right. Your next comedian, he's also pretty to look at. He has weird shit on his head. You could stare at him for hours. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Jeremy Adkins. Yeah. Good evening. How is everyone? Are we good? Uh, I've got dogs too. I've got dogs too. I got, they spent the night elsewhere last night and I got to sleep in the bed by myself. And it was that moment where I went, shit, I can't sleep. There's too much room. I don't know what the fuck to do with this. Cause I normally have to fight two dogs for, for room. I, uh, <laughs> my dogs have, have brought me great pleasure at the dog park. I, uh, I w had to walk up to this woman and I said, hi, uh, I just like to ask. And she kind of gave me that look like, oh, dude, really? Are you using the dog park to hit on women? And I was like, uh, I just like to ask you to step forward a little bit. You're standing in my dog's shit and I can't pick it up until you get out of it. And it was great because she still kind of had that like, like, you know, I don't really want to talk to you. And I was like, bitch, I don't want to talk to you either. I don't even want to pick the shit up. You can stand there until I leave, and I'll pretend it doesn't exist. Now, now, here's my math question. Here's my math question. If my dog takes a shit, right, and, like, squats down, takes a shit, and I, as a responsible owner, go in to pick it up, and another dog just swoops right in and eats the shit, then promptly vomits it up, <laughs> whose responsibility is it to pick that up? Is it still mine? Is it still my dog's shit? Or is it now that dog's barf and the responsibility of the other person? We had a little eye contact. I was like, who's going for it? Come on, make him, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, live a, I live a fucked up life. I, um, I'm, I'm in my 40s. All right, I'm 45, and I'm rapidly, rap rapidly approaching 50. And I just spent a year living with my ex-wife. Got divorced and lived with my ex. It was fucking wonderful. It was amazing. I, I don't recommend it to anyone. Well, except my worst enemy. 
I never understand why people say I wouldn't do that to my worst enemy. Your worst enemy is the person you should do everything to. I don't even have a worse enemy. That's how like little I would, I, there's nothing I would, wouldn't do to him. But the problem with living with your ex is your days never go smoothly. Your days, you know, some days are good. Some days are, you know, first thing in the morning, you have somebody who looks at you and goes, you know, you're a fucking asshole, right? Because I live in the Bay Area and price, house prices are fucked. Look at me. You think I'm going out and getting another house? Like, I don't even have to fill out applications. People like just they look at me and they go, no, no, don't bother. We're good. We f we filled the uh, we filled the opening. No, no, I know it seems like we didn't, but we we did. Fuck off, sue us. Yeah, no, that's why I lived with my ex. We had two dogs in a house. Now I have two dogs in a house. Yeah, it's fucking great. Actually, that's not true. I have two dogs. And I used to have three dogs. I lost a dog in the divorce. Oh, I know it's fucking lame. Yeah, no, no, my, my, I tried to explain to my, I tried to explain to my ex that like, she was just angry because she was sad and she was, she doesn't really buy that. And I said, well, you know, the sad is not the worst place you can be. You could still be stuck in a relationship with me. She, she didn't really go for that either, but it's really cool is I can date now. I've been dating and, uh, I, uh, I've been dating this woman and she's really cool and the little things, it was 15 years since I've been dating, little things that, that were little, you know, weren't as prevalent, texting. But I believe some people call it sexting. So I was going back and forth with this woman, and it was cool. And uh, I was going to her house, and I was feeling really bold, and I decided to text her, you know, I'm on my way to your house to fuck you really hard. And the reply I got made me think that I shouldn't be using sexting as an arena of communication, because the reply was, that's a really disturbing way to tell your mother you're here for a visit. Yeah, I explained myself, I apologized, but she, uh, she asked that I didn't visit for a while and I said I understood. And so I think I'm gonna get out of here. I was Jeremy Adkins, I'll go be something else. Jeremy Adkins, yay! We have no vacancy here at the inn. <laughs> He's great. All right. Hey, we've been playing around a little bit with the list, so your next comedian who I'm going to bring up is probably the prettiest man I've ever seen wear makeup. I, I didn't know. It's like one of those things, like I don't wear makeup, and then I wear makeup, and people are like, oh, my God, who are you? And he doesn't wear makeup because he's a dude, and then I saw a picture of him wearing makeup, and I was like, oh, my God, who are you? <laughs> you guys are going to love him. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Jesse Warren. <laughs> Yeah, you guys see the picture in Pam's uh, Facebook page? That was uh, for homecoming. I, uh, I dressed up as an emo kid. And then uh, Jeff Dean dressed up as a cheerleader. That was cool, man. I felt like I had a lot in common with him for doing that. Yo, what's up? Uh, all right. I, uh, I, uh, I heard, who here has a baby voice? Do you have a baby voice? That's a cat sound. That would be the noise cats make. But I think every girl here has a baby voice. But what I heard, that was just cool if you have a baby voice. That's a baby voice. I heard somebody do it in public today, which I felt like really violated by that. I think that should be something that's reserved for the bedroom exclusively. I think it's worse than just watching two people fuck in public. I think, and anyway, I think it's fucked up. Uh, although I love my ex's baby voice. She was Asian. She even had a really cute name for it. She called it her speaking voice, which is uh, it's Asians. Man, Asian girls talk talk like babies. Uh, I don't. 
understand why. So a lot of artist depictions of Jesus make him buff. <laughs> why are they making him buff? Like, I'm already skeptical that this guy is a real dude. And then they're like, oh, yeah, he's also yoked. I don't, I don't need another reason to be skeptical, like if some guy's trying to convince me. Hey, there's this really cool guy. He like turned this water into wine and fed a bunch of people with this fish. All right, I'm skeptical, but all right, I, I believe you. Oh, he also raps 315 on bench. No, get out of here, man. Dude's not a real person. Fuck that. No way, no way. I don't want to believe it. He sounds like, Jesus sounds like he could have kind of been a douche, man. Drank a lot of wine, super yoked, dude. If I was back then, I would think I would have wanted to ask him. I would have been like, hey, Jesus. He'd be like, yo, dude. <laughs> yeah, yo. I'd be like, heard you're kind of a douche, man. He'd be like, let me finish the fucking act. All right. <coughs> No. <laughs> would a douche have fucked three girls last night? Yeah, I think that's something a douche would have done, man. All right, I'll be more consistent with that act out next time. Maybe it's just a bad act out. Felt made me feel kind of vulnerable. All right, I, uh, I, I think it's weird that they made him buff, man. But to me, the CrossFit gym is a lot like church. Because they're both kind of rapey. I get a rapey vibe when I go to both of them. And uh, I feel like there's already a joke that exists about Jesus being the first CrossFitter. Right? That's got to be a joke. Somebody has to have written that already. And I'll check on the internet before I actually... I don't think it is. I think it's too it's too obvious. All right. Uh, and, and yeah, so it's kind of rapey because all the, all the workouts are named after... Girls, you guys know this? They're all named after girls. There's, uh, there's a Diane, there's a Carol. They're all the workouts are named after them. So each each workout begins like, all right, guys, we're gonna do the Diane today. Do Diane today, and we're gonna see how much snatch you can get. I mean, how much you can snatch. <laughs> and you have five minutes to finish, and then we're gonna start exercising. All right. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, I don't know. I don't do CrossFit. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I, uh, uh, Abercrombie and Finch is funny because their advertisements for their product is just some dude's naked torso. Just kind of like saying, all right, our best product is none of these products. <laughs> all right, I'll leave on that. That was fun. Cool. Thanks. Jesse Warren needs to show us his tummy sometimes so we can objectify him. Yay! You guys are still listening to Pervert Fervor in the Fills. Your next comedian uh, is a lovely human being. She is a big supporter of Mutiny Radio. She has finally embraced the tasks and makes it a joyous part of her life, which I think is the first step on the way to uh, finding a cult following. We're all going to take drugs later, especially with my friend Ginny Hogan. I didn't know I was up until you said embrace the tasks. So then I was like, that's me. It's the highlight of my week is, uh, I thought my comment on Ian's was really funny. Did anyone see that? I just said no. 
<laughs> no, that was great. I thought it was really clever. Ian said, can I have number 10? And I said, no. It was, <laughs> it was really good. So I spent a while thinking about it. I was like at my desk at work. I was like, what am I going to say to Ian? <laughs> and I said, no. <laughs> um, I, uh, this guy broke up with me recently, and he said that he thought that we should see other people. I know. I was like, I, I disagree. Like, I... <laughs> I should see other people. Like, you should be alone, you know? Uh, but I don't really get, like, why did you tell me to see other people? Like, why can't I just hang by myself, you know? Like, we don't have to keep dating. I can just hang with, you know, the ginster. Um, I get a real kick out of Facebook. Like, I don't need, I, I think he just didn't realize that I typically take, like, four years off in between everyone I date. Um, so I kind of, it was a lot to just, like, you should see other people. Like, why would you break up with someone and then give them instructions on what to do next, you know? <laughs> And also, like, if he's going to tell me we should see other people, like, suggest some, you know? <laughs> like, don't just, like, be out, tell me what to do. Like, be a doer. Take action. I don't think he would have said that if he had, uh, no, this isn't a true story. I don't think anyone I've actually gone out with would tell me to see other people after. Like, I would almost, I think they usually are, like, you need to work on yourself. Um, I would be, like, flattered if they were, like, we should see other people. Because I'd be, like, you think I can see other people? Cool. <laughs> uh, I, uh... I was on the street alone at night, and I know, you guys are already scared. Um, and then I see a guy walking towards me, like, in a hoodie, you know, and I'm kind of tensing up. And then as he gets closer, I realize he's white. And then I was, like, really proud of myself for, like, also being scared of a white guy, you know? Like, I thought it was awesome. I, like, texted my mom, she told my grandparents, like, uh, it's 2016, like, we should be able to be scared of men of all races, you know? It was a Salesforce hoodie. Um, I, uh, I tried to delete my Facebook recently. When you try to delete your Facebook, they make you wait 30 days after deleting it until it's like finally gone, which means that deleting your Facebook is harder than buying a gun. Because <laughs> so, like, when you try to buy a gun, you have to wait five days. That's like the waiting period between trying to get it and getting it. Um, and, uh, and the reason for this is that they don't want people like in fits of like rage or like suicidal thoughts or whatever to just like buy a gun and immediately shoot themselves, because like you know if you're suicidal like five days will uh <laughs> will do the trick you'll be fine. <laughs> but I think it's appropriate that Facebook has the same restrictions. Like deleting your Facebook is a pretty serious matter. Like I knew a guy who successfully deleted his Facebook. No one could have seen it coming. You know, <laughs> there's nothing that can be done to prevent this kind of thing. And uh, and then we found out later that he had many reports of undiagnosed mental illness. Um, I just think if you're trying to delete your Facebook, it should be like placed on. You should be placed on the no f the no fly zone. Probably should have said first. Um, oh man, I feel like I've I've run over and I just got honked kind of late. All right, I'll do it. I'll do it really quick. I uh, when I was a sophomore in college, I really aggressively hit on my math TA. Um, but I thought I was, like, being all cute because I would, like, leave my textbook in his office with, like, my number in it. Um, and I would just, like, leave, I would go to his office hours and just, like, leave my textbook there and, like, run away. Uh, and I would be, like, running, you know, like, leaving his office. He'd be like, Junior, you left your book here. And I would, like, run out the door so that he uh, couldn't catch me. But then I, he would always send me these, like, really cute texts later being like, hey, like, you left your textbook in my office again. Um, I have time to finish that. I'll tell you this story later. It's a good one. Bye, guys. Ginny Ogan, stalking math professors all over, or TAs, not even, graduate students. If you're a graduate student in math, look her up on Facebook, Ginny Ogan. 
All right. Uh, your next comedian, also a uh, single good dude. He's going to be on that show that's on November 4th called All the Single Ladies and Dudes. It's going to be very exciting. We're going to auction him off. Another uh, pretty picture of him on the internet today being a really good-looking cheerleader. Put your hands together, everybody. The very funny jokes of Jeff Dean. Guys. So, oh. I should have, yeah, you should have been paying attention. What am I doing there? Um, so I was in the hate the other day, last night, and um, this, this bum was like, buy some drugs, you fucking techie. And it's like, you don't know me, you know? Like, I don't even know how to code yet. <laughs> I just enrolled in coding boot camp. You know? I just hate being pegged for, you know? So, uh, like, to prove him wrong, like, I'm not just an ordinary techie. Like, I bought some drugs, you know? Like, some real lowbrow ones, not like techie drugs. Um, and I was like, wow, what a great marketing campaign, this guy. He just negged me into buying some drugs that I'm too afraid to do. Um, yeah, so uh, Donald Trump, uh, in the debate, he said, uh, he said the word, um, some bad hombres. And the Mexican community got really upset because he's generalizing them. And... Um, I'm really glad that he got all this backlash for this racism, and I'm just hoping that it could spread, like, could people please stop ordering, like, burritos in Spanish at Mexican restaurants? Like, that'd be great. Or, like, could white girls stop telling me that they're a key when, like, they beat me to the restaurant? Like, it's not cute. I'm sick of it. Or, like, this girl was like, oh, I'm taking Muay Thai classes, and I'm like, what, you're you're learning how to cook, like, really good Thai food? (laughs) Muay Thai? Uh, <laughs> it's annoying, you know? Um, so I've been uh, going out a lot lately, trying to meet girls, you know, the old-fashioned ways, getting, like, drunk at a bar. Um, and you have to get, like, drunk enough to where you have courage to talk to girls, but not too drunk to where you forget everything that they're saying and stuff. It happens to me a lot, actually. So now I have, like, a foolproof plan. I... Uh, we're talking, and then I'm like, okay, I need to go to the bathroom. Because you got to leave them wanting more, you know? It's like rule number two, right after negging, which I'm really bad at negging. Like the other day, someone was like, oh, t- they taught me how to neg, which is like you backhanded compliment someone. But like I just went up to this girl, and I was like, hey, you're pretty ugly, you know? <laughs> <laughs> they were like, that's a little strong, you know? Yeah. Anyway, so I say, oh, i got to go to the bathroom. When I'm in the bathroom. I take notes on them, you know, like uh, Jessica. Uh, she loves to travel. Um, she she does, in fact, come here often, you know. Um, she was just in China last year. She's an accountant. Ask her about her traveling on her, your first date. I always go for the first date when I meet girls because um, sleeping with them in the first night is just unrealistic. Like you got to learn from your mistakes. Um, anyway, uh, I didn't get her number, so... <laughs> That was, uh, I should have done that, you know? Um, yeah. So, I'm just worried, like, what people will think if they find my notes section in my phone. Like, they go through the troughs of dick, like, premises, you know? Um, and they see, like, Meredith, 29, last scene, August 27th. Like, 
Like they'll think I'm a murderer. That's not good. Or hopefully like a detective. That's hot, right? I don't know. Anyway, I'm Jeff Dean. That's my time. Thanks, guys. Detective Jeff Dean, finding single women in San Francisco near you. Yay. Uh, Your next comedian. He is so excited because it's political time, and he's one of those political jokesters. So, hey, everybody. He's got 19 days left to do his jokes. Put your hands together for Matthew Quirk. Yeah, only 19 more days till we all become irrelevant. That's right. That'll be Judgment Day, right? The day of reckoning when your last president, Donald Trump, becomes president. And then we'll be into the days after days, right? The time after time. Oh, it'll be great. It will be great. That's right. I'm voting for Donald Trump. Fuck it. You guys have been too hard on Donald Trump. Everyone making fun of him for fucking losing $900 million. I think you've been too hard on him. I mean, how do you expect him to hold on to $900 million with those tiny, tiny hands? By the way, this light is so pleasant. (laughs) Get to make real eye contact with the viewing audience here. Uh, Yeah, Donald Trump, man. I, I, I mean, he's gonna totally legalize grabbing women by the pussy. I mean, he said he was gonna make America great, but I didn't know how great. Man, I look for, I mean, that's better than the swinging 70s, man. Just grabbing some. He's gonna grab, gonna grab the, 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 the statue of justice, right? The woman of justice, the lady of justice, gonna grab justice by the pussy and just fucking right some wrongs here in America. It's gonna be great, I'm looking forward to it. Hurry up Armageddon, man. We're already past the tipping point, right? Why have like a long, slow, drawn out death when we can just pump it out in like four quick years? Uh, fuck it. We still have fresh fish in the ocean. We still got fruit on the trees. Let's just plow through our resources, right? Who here ever wanted to go out with a fucking bang, right? Really go out blazing, right? A blaze of glory, right? Nobody here? What are you guys, all comedians? Nobody wanted to go out in a blaze of glory? Man, I say blaze up that glory and let's go out. Oh, I'm so looking forward to it. I mean, who can rely on you millennials anyway in the future? I mean, what, what are you going to do for us? You're deathly allergic to peanut butter and bread. <laughs> I mean, what, what hope have we got? And your fucking paleo fucking diet bullshit, man. I'm paleo, I'm paleo. How come I'm not losing weight? I'm paleo. I don't know, you're not fucking paleo? You know what's paleo? Shivering. Shivering is paleo. It works your core. Right, get those hard to reach muscles. That's why those guys were so fucking ripped. Paleo. And your fucking CrossFit bullshit, man. I got it. <laughs> thank you. I think I will. Thank you. Uh, I might call this one the Jesse. So, CrossFit, yeah. I mean, what, what delusional status. I saw this thing on CrossFit where you call yourselves the fittest people on earth. Oh, hold on a minute. How do you call yourselves the fittest people on earth if you're not competing against any black or brown people? I mean, more like burning CrossFit. Bam! All right. That was my knockout shot for CrossFit. Uh, Yeah, so I mean, 
I, I defy you millennials to do something about the end of days, man. You guys aren't going to do shit. You're not going to swipe right on voting day. You can't put down your Pokemon Go long enough to fucking get out and really vote. It's fucking some Donald Trump for president, your last president, Generalissimo Trump. I just look forward <laughs> to fixing this in the near future. So my, my physical comedy part of the evening. So, yeah, good luck in the future, millennials. I already had the best days of my life. Peace out. Matthew Quirk, everyone. Yay. Peace and go. Let's have more peace. He probably was snapping his fingers to, uh, you know, the poet laureate back in the day before we even, uh, Bob Dylan. Got it. He's old. All right. Your next comedian, uh, he's on that cusp. He's not technically a millennial. I don't think he's in that weird uh, that weird zone that like doesn't exist uh, between people. That's why he's such a great comedian. Clap your hands together, everybody. It's John Gallagher. Thank you. Great comedian zone. I like it. I'm gonna avoid this thing because I don't want to break it like everybody else. Uh, I uh, I'm getting I'm 29, so I guess I'm in the weird age range. I don't know. Uh, but my big my big thing is I get older. Is I like to go out and eat breakfast, and one of my favorite things they have on breakfast menus is a uh, sauce biscuits and gravy for breakfast. Because I just like the idea that somebody just wakes up and goes, "All right, open my eyes. Priority one, gravy. <laughs> like it's just." <laughs> Oh, anything and then things to soap up the gravy for maximum gravy. That's just gross to me. Um, it's a uh, uh, it's Halloween, so I like I like going to haunted houses for Halloween. They're fun. Uh, one of the things I started realizing is that like most of the the majority of places that I've actually lived in are shittier than the fake haunted houses that I've gone through, and I don't know how to feel about that. It's a little scary. But as you're an adult, one of the things like, you know, Halloween haunted houses are kind of lame. But they have like a new thing for adults. They're these extreme haunted houses that you can go through. Like, so there's one I was reading about. I don't know if you guys have heard of this one called the Maccamie Manor. Uh, it's the number one rated extreme haunted house in the U.S. And so what the deal is is that you go on like a path and then a fucking fucked up band of weirdos. They hijack you in a van and they take you to this place and then they give you a fake safe word that doesn't work. And they hijack you for four to seven hours where they lock you up, beat the shit out of you, waterboard you, can like cut you physically. And then they force feed you stuff until you're throwing up on yourself. And they don't stop until you're either physically or mentally unable to continue. And I know this because they have YouTube compilations of people that are going through this. It's, they're getting tortured. It's fucking crazy. It's a 17,000 person waiting list in this thing. It's fucking crazy. Uh, yeah, it's one of the most horrific things I've ever seen. The only umbrage I have of this, like, you remember, like, a regular haunted house, like, pride themselves on being, like, clever and, like, you'd stick your hand in, like, a bowl and be like, ooh, you're touching eyeballs. But these guys are just like, there's no tact. You're just beating the shit out of somebody and torturing them. Like, I just don't understand, like, this guy, like, tortures people. He's, like, cutting their face, like, I'm the spook master. Like, I'm so good at being so spooky. I'm the ghoulish man. I'm the best. I'm the creepiest caper. I don't know. <laughs> Fucking, it's like, no, you're just beating the shit out of people. That's not, that's not cool. Uh, but I, uh, I, uh, I do have a, a roommate, a weird roommate situation. I live for $300 uh, a month in the mission, which means that I have signed a contract uh, for anything goes. That's all that means. Like, if I woke up, 
If I woke up tomorrow with like a man with like a red hot poker over my eye, I'd be like, well, $300 a month. So yeah, that's, that's what happens. That's how it goes. And, but like my, the, I've had a lot of uh, uh, concessions over the years. Like I haven't paid too much. Uh, I lived with 15 people uh, in a house for a while. I lived with two other drug addicts who just snorted Dilaudid off of surfaces in, the, in a one-studio apartment. Fucking, yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and this one is just my landlord is just a meth addict. Uh, and so he'll just be like, hey, I'm out of money. Can I crash on the couch? And you go, $300 a month, $300 a month. That's okay. Uh, like the worst one I ever had was that I used to live in East Oakland, and I lived with uh, me and uh, two married couples. Uh, and I don't know if you guys have ever lived with one married couple. <laughs> But if you sign to live up with two, what that means is that you've basically signed up for the reality TV show called, are you interrupting fucking or fighting right now? That's all you're doing all the time. Uh, and there's only one rule to that game, which is just to stay out of the kitchen. Uh, there's knives there. So that's, that's really it. The other thing too is my, uh, one of my roommates is like a big giant man and he said a bunch of weird things to me. Like he was a, a bouncer and he was like six foot two and he goes like, hey, uh, I just started doing steroids. I'm like, holy fuck, that's the scariest thing I've ever heard. That's terrifying. But then he also, like, introduced me to my neighbor's children. And then he pulled me really close and goes, after, like, saying really nice things and wanting me to move in, he pulls me close so nobody can hear and goes, hey, man, I just want to introduce you to these kids to make sure that you're not a fucking pedophile. You're not going to try and fuck them. Okay, what? Okay, when? Like, because he's a security guard, the more disconcerting thing is, is that how you find out if somebody's a pedophile, you guys? By, like, dangling children in front of them? It's fucking... That's insane. Anyway, thanks. John Gallagher, not a pedophile! Yay! Don't ever judge a book by its cover. I mean, unless it's, a, unless it's a real book, because you can actually learn a lot about a book by its cover. The front and the back, the flaps on the inside, that tells you a lot about the plot, what's going on, maybe a little bit about the author. All right, your next comedian is my favorite Russian. He is not a spy. He uh, could be a spy. Don't, no one listens to this. Uh, like from the FBI, so don't worry about it. Uh, but uh, I'm sure he doesn't have connections with Putin like Trump does. Put your hands together, everybody, for my favorite communist, Gene Feld! Thank you, thank you, guys. All right. Um, I think we should start with some fitness advice. Uh, occasionally, you may just be sitting there and just like feeling like a real shit about not going to work out. Uh, what I recommend is smoke a bowl, relax, get over it. Like, nothing is going to change if you don't go. <laughs> like, literally nothing is going to happen. Um, it took me a while to figure out what a fucking hipster is. For the longest time, I thought it was just a way to refer to an orthopedic surgeon. Um, Thank you, by the way, all for coming out. It's really great to be here. Uh, in fact, I'm so happy to be here. If you just want to imagine how Donald Trump would be happy if he could get an autograph from Donald Trump, or better yet, if he could, uh, if he could grab Donald Trump by the pussy. I don't know. I think, like, I'm pretty sure that the person who is most excited about the possibility of fucking Donald Trump is actually Donald Trump. <laughs> like, I, I don't know if any of these other jokes work, but that, that one I'm sticking by. Um, you know, there's um, a lot has been said during this election season about the gap 
between the rich and the poor. But I think it's really just a symptom of a much bigger problem, and that's really the gap uh, between the smart and the delusionally stupid. Like, that gap is huge. The gap between the dumbest Hillary voter and the millions of people who think that Citizens United protects free speech is like, you know, it's like the gap between Einstein and George W. Bush or something like that. Um, Let's see what else do I have? Oh, that's right. Um, so, Pia mentioned that I, that I'm Russian, and um, what this means in practical terms is um, I'm not like you people. That's that's really what what that means. And and by you people, I mean everyone who was who grew up in the states, because like I just thought of every one of you as just rich bourgeois fucks who had like every possible luxury imaginable like jeans, uh, bubble gum, fucking, like Ronald Reagan. I mean, like seriously, how fucking fantastic were your lives with Ronald fucking Reagan? Uh, as long as you could just say no. Um, I guess a lot of you couldn't, so maybe it wasn't that great. Let's see. All right, well, we gotta get through this one. Um, basically, I think that, do you ever see those people who've been together for like 30 years or something like that and they're just like fuming at each other? Like the reason why this happens is because like once the weekly sex stopped, one of them basically put it on the list to break up, but it was kind of like, you know, laundry that you just keep accumulating and, you know, you can just like spray Febreze on it. And, um, and when you don't do it for like 20 or 30 years, then, then you end up hating each other. Anyways, thank you very much, guys. Gene Fell. Gene Fell spraying Febreze all over his jokes. I was farting in here, so we might need some Febreze. In here, your next comedian, she's not afraid to talk about farts. She talks about whatever the fuck she wants because she's hilarious and amazing. She's a feminist. She's just a lovely human being. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Katie Carnes. I was really questioning, like, oh, who's she talking so nice about? <laughs> she sounds wonderful. Oh, it's me. Hey. I'm going to kick this on the side. Um, I got hit on the other day. I did do. Um, this guy gave me the stereotypical, like, what's your sign? I was like, what's your dick size? Actually, better yet, what's your credit score? Because I only choose bad men and homeless people. <laughs> That's what I do. Um, I've been thinking and trying to work through not being a feminist. I'm not a feminist is what I'm realizing. I'm not going to say that I don't think women and men are equal, like, you know, that's not a thing. It's just how I was raised, you guys. Um, I just know that women are better than men, so, yeah, just how I was raised. My mom, this slide is fucked up. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, my mom was the head of the household. She, she made the money. She was boss bitch. And uh, my dad's only job was to get enough money for, like, some eight balls or whatever. Whatever he did. I'm not good with drugs. I just smoke pot, uh, as you can tell. Um, 
So yeah, it's just it's made me realize that like I don't think I didn't realize that there was like this women's suffrage movement. I didn't realize this until obviously now, which is very apparent. Um, so my mom did a good thing. She told me good things that people are all the same. We're all equal. We're all equally pieces of shit. Okay. No one knows what they're doing. That's the lesson. And I really appreciate it. I really, really do. Um, but I've just been thinking that like this, this women's suffrage movement, all these people and the wage gap, um, is something that they complain about. I get it. All right. But these women also complain about their like thigh gap. And I'm like, that's not, that's not a thing. You shouldn't do that because they should touch you guys. I'm just, I'm just saying, um, I am in a relationship right now. I changed my status to in a relationship, and people liked it. They like I had more likes than I had friends, which I thought was really interesting, and just, like, comments like, fucking finally, and I was like, okay, fair, but uh, rude, straight up rude. But then the other comments were like, oh, I can't wait to meet her. I was like, oh, <laughs> didn't, didn't realize all my friends thought I was a lesbian. Um, I know that I live in San Francisco and I've got all these tattoos and everything. And I mean, I've, I've tried everything at least three times because you got to say yes to life. Uh, not very good at it, by the way. Uh, kind of just did it like I was washing dishes. You'd think that you'd know how to do it if you have one. Uh, you don't. Just let you know. I want you guys to know that. Guys, know that, that we actually don't know what the fuck we're doing with it. Because we're all just equally a piece of shit. That's just what it is. Um, but it's getting, it's really weird. I don't know how to do this. Like he bought me flowers and I ended up like thinking he was going to hit me. Like it was just, I don't know how to do this relationship thing. Uh, but he does like me a lot. And he said, he likes me so much. He's willing to let me peg him. Yeah. That's love. You guys, that's romance. And, uh, we were talking the other day and he was just kind of like pointing at my ring finger and I was like, Ooh, it's time. Is it? You, you want to do this? Bend over, baby. Let's do this. And he was like, no, I want to uh, put a ring on it. I was like, oh, this is weird. Um, romance, you guys. That's all I know. Um, all right. I'm going to get the fuck out of here. You guys have been fun. Not that fun, actually. Uh, so peace out. Au revoir. Katie Carnes, everybody. We're in a female rock block right now. Your next comedian. Clap your hands wildly. It's Tess Menzio. All right. Hello, everyone. Um, love is a lot of fun. Uh, we've all had a lot of fun talking about that. Uh, me and my boyfriend, we just broke up recently. So that's been really great. Uh, we lived together for about two years, uh, so I had to move out of the house, and that's a really interesting experience. Um, since I was the one moving out, I was the one who had to go back to our apartment and try to figure out, you know, what stayed with him and what came with me. Uh, and that's, uh, you know, some stuff is really obvious, you know, there was uh, movies and books and clothes and whatever that are obviously mine and stuff that's obviously his. Uh, but then there was things that were kind of a gray area and I didn't really know what to do with them. Um, like all our sex toys. I didn't really know what to do with those. There was like my really fancy vibrators, which obviously I got to keep, 
But then there's things like the butt plug, and it's like, yeah, I bought it, but it only went in his asshole, so I don't know. I don't know what I was supposed to do with with that. It was really expensive, too, so I was kind of like, do I keep this? But, like, I know he really likes it, and should it go in anybody else's asshole? I don't know. I mean, we washed it in between, obviously, so I don't know what to do with that. Um, or things like the cock ring, because clearly if I hook up with another guy and I pull out a cock ring, he's going to be like, that was on, I assume not you. I don't know. I, I don't know. So I just figured that would be weird. So I just left all that stuff there. I was like, you can deal with it. Um, but yeah, being broken up is kind of weird. Uh, I have a tendency to stalk people on social media. I think a lot of us have that problem. Uh, and he realized that. So he blocked me on all social media, which was really lame uh, because I really wanted to figure out what the fuck he was up to. Uh, um, and then I realized there's Venmo. And he did not block me on that. So I've been checking that on the regular. He doesn't pay people that often, so that hasn't been that cool. But then um, there was this fucking bitch who paid him with a soup emoji. I was like, what the hell is this? Fucking soup slut over here. <laughs> Paying you for miso soup, apparently. Don't know who the fuck that was. Turned out it was his cousin, so I felt a little bit bad getting so angry about it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Being single is weird. Um, I don't really know how I'm going to do just because it's been a while since I've been single. Uh, and last time I was single, I got myself into a lot of precarious situations. Um, like one time I, I went home with a male stripper. I was like at this gay strip club and um, I ended up talking to one of the strippers because I was like, this is so fascinating. Um, and then he asked me if I wanted to come home with him, and I was like, oh, you're not gay. That's so crazy. Like, I assumed he was. Um, he was not. So I went home with him, and then nothing happened, and he just fed me banana chips that he had made. Um, so I think maybe he actually was gay. I don't know why he brought me home. Maybe he thought I looked malnourished. I wasn't taking care of myself. And he was like, I cooked banana chips earlier today, and this girl fucking needs them. Um, so that was fun. That's all I have. Thank you. Jazz Menzio. Homemade banana chips. That's like a, that's a winner. Jesus, what amazing. He makes his own, his own granola, too. Christ. Keep that guy. No matter if he's gay or not, you put those in little baggies and you eat them all day long. All right, another comedian. I'm sure he's fond of snack food. Put your hands together. It's Ed Ant. Yeah, just like always. All the women leave and then I get to go up. Yeah. So it's time for the critical component of my act. You ready for it, Matt? I'm ready. You ready for it? Ready for it? I'm ready. Here it comes. About to whip it out. I'm it's about to be uh, amazing. It's gonna rock your world. Well, oh, here it is. Yeah. It's a good flask. It's big enough to keep me hydrated. 
Mm. Yeah. I'm, I'm taking my time because fuck you for putting this lamp here, Pam. It's lit- literally in my face. Anyway. So it turns out that I'm the black sheep of my family. Yeah. Everybody has been to jail. Yeah. Recently got news from my little baby brother that my dad's in jail for not paying alimony. Yeah, he just took a little notice that said he had to pay something, went to the court, said, I have to pay this, and now he's in jail. Thank you for showing compassion for my father. You're all wonderful people. Anyway, since I have nothing left to say without reading from a cue card, Jean, do you have any questions? Anything at all? Pondering your thoughts. How do I like my broccoli? Steamed to perfection. Yeah. How about you, Vincent? Hey, 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 hey! What do you think of our cue I think that they're a wonderful way to sort information and keep it organized. Anybody else? Got any, uh, any questions, Mr. Uh, don't know your name in the maroon uh, hoodie there? Nothing? Nothing? You know? You don't see him? Well, uh, too bad for that. Not tonight. And Pam just gave me the horn. So that means fuck you and your curiosity. Ladies and gentlemen, visit my website, justmeandchicks.com. 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 And and justbeingchicks.com. It's a podcast. Your next comedian, I uh, don't know his last name because he didn't write it down, but put your hands together and clap them in a wild slappy-like motion for Andrew G. Thank you. My last name's Ginsburg. Um, I just moved here to San Francisco a little while ago. I'm from New York. I used to do stand-up in New York, and I'm looking to do it here, too, and meet people, so that's, uh, this is my second time here. And, you know, it's, <laughs> I really love it here. Uh, it's funny because you know, there's no clocks in here. You know when you're early. I was here early. I've been here since, like, 4.30. You don't need a clock because when you walk in, there was a guy in the piano. This is what happened when I came in. There was a guy in the piano that looked like Trey Anastasio was going to be uh, Edgar Allan Poe for Halloween. He was trying it out. And the guy on stage was just reading from a, a dark book. And he was, there was no one else in the room. This is what was happening. And the guy reading from the dark book was going, and then life is just a sad occurrence. And, and I was like, holy shit, this must, be, this must be like the seance where they bring down the internet. It happens right here. This is like, this is where WikiLeaks happens. They were just churning it. So I actually watched it. It was pretty good. And, uh, you know, I saw some dark shit happen, and I'm not even high yet. Um, what do I want to say? I wanted to kind of talk about, I just hate technology a lot. I was glad that it went down today. I, I would prefer, without, I like have like a job in an office that sucks, and I would rather not do that. 
I'd rather just be in the fields all day, like, fucking and eating mushrooms and, like, the like hippie shit. I would rather do that. I think technology really sucks. And, like, we always imagine what the future would look like when we were kids. Like, oh, it's going to be flying cars everywhere. That was, like, what we imagined. The f- flying cars in 2016. But there's no flying cars. Instead, you got a fucking phone that just does bothers you all day long. And, and the future is, like, it became exactly what we anticipated it would be. Like, look, think about an Apple store or, like, the T-Mobile store. Like, that's the best we came up with is exactly what we imagined the future. Everything would be white and clean and T-Mobile-y and pink. I live over on fucking Valencia now. They put a dildo store right next to the T-Mobile store. So if you're not paying attention, you could go in the wrong store. I, I had a fucking iPhone 7 so far up my ass before I realized I wasn't in the dildo store in Valencia that I was like, man, they really need to change the branding. Um, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that joke was. Uh, the iPhone 7. I think the if aliens attacked us now, like if they came now, they would attack us because the iPhone 7 is so advanced that they'd be scared of us. They'd think of us we were a threat. I think like if they came five years ago, they'd be like, man, these people have like Nokia flip phones and shit. They're probably not a threat. Like, you know, look, look how they're taking pictures just like 20 bits at a time. But now that we can like write like, ah, yeah, fucking Jews like on the thing and send it in cursive, it's, it's pretty amazing. So I, I, I get a kick out of that. Uh, the last thing I'll say is uh, one of the things that's different about New York and San Francisco, and I don't mean to like hate on homeless people. I'm not going to stand up here and do that. But New York homeless people are different. Like I walk down the block and I would know all of them. Like, hey, Charlie, what's going on? Yeah, hey, you know, I'm homeless. Blah, blah, blah. But homeless people here are like, you walk by and they're like, yeah, you motherfucker. I see. They're so vocal and so personal. Like, yeah, motherfucker, you Jew. You insecure. You got no girlfriend, motherfucker, little asshole. And they'll follow you for like eight blocks. I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry. I just want to go to the radio show so I can watch the seance happening before I begin. Hey, you, you motherfucking eh, eh, Jews. So, um, and that's my interpretation of all homeless people in San Francisco. Thanks for listening. I do, I do a podcast called Why That's Funny. Thanks a lot. See you soon. Yay! All the way from New York, Andrew Ginsberg. Welcome to the fold. Yay! We hope you come back again and again and again and again. You're, we have two comedians left here on Happy Hour, the happiest of happy hours. Uh, your next comedian, he's a great stalwart here on Mutiny Radio. He runs the door all the time. I don't see his black ass in here right now. Is he outside running the door? He is outside. He is outside. Uh, tell George that he's up on stage. Hey, everybody, clap your hands wildly. It's George Davis. Good evening, everybody. All right. It's uh, on the bus today. Got the fucking full bus treatment guy. He gets on there. He's like, he's drunk right over at uh, Fillmore. And he goes, God damn it. Oh, great. Oh, great. I'm sitting next to this little guy. He's got a small twitch. I'm like, all right, I'm going to be his minder. That this guy's about to go bug fuck. And that's exactly what he did. He stood on there. He sat right next to these white people. And the first thing he did was like, I hate fucking white people. Oh, God. <laughs> Just me and him as the only two black people on this bus. And it's the, he's so loud, and he's so drunk. The only thing I wanted to do was just, like, bury myself in the sand. But he was there, and I was minding the, the twitchy guy. Finally, this old little black lady goes over to him and's like, hey, baby. Hey, baby, will you relax? And he's like, all right, mama, I'll listen to you. Like, what the fuck, man? Like, you were, like, on fucking cloud 10 two minutes ago, cursing out white people, like, to the end of days. You're killing our people. 
They're not killing you, dude. You're the only guy on this bus, and you're fucking making my shit look awful. I just left the Muni. Could you please leave me alone? But anyway, that was today on the bus. What else was I going to talk about? Oh, yeah. Speaking of black people, I was thinking of things that um we do that... um. Anything we do, we kind of make kind of cool and shit, you know? doesn't matter what the fuck we do. We dance, our style, our dress. We can make even, like, uh, crying cool. You can... <laughs> you know, right? So, anyway, that's it, Pam. I'm going to get out of here. here. Thanks, guys. Make it grind cool again. George Davis, yay! All right. Your last comedian here tonight on the happy hour. And if you've been wondering all this weird beepity booping happening in the ones and twos, that's pervert fervor. And if you want to hear more pervert fervor, you can listen to Some Call Me Tim on Wednesdays from 2 to 4 where he does a whole hour set after we talk to people about God. But uh, your last comedian of tonight on happy hour, clap wildly. Give him your attention, laugh for real, and uh, be super cool, because he's been waiting this whole time. It's Gabe Morales! Uh, hello, everyone. Um, I uh, The first job I had when I moved to New York, I, for some reason, I worked in retail, and it was just ridiculous because I had to learn all over again just the cer- there were certain things that people of color just can't get away with and first management was all white and the rest of us had to pick cotton out of boxes so some people say slavery doesn't exist but I just worked retail recently and I was like uh, this looks a little suspect but that's not what happened when I learned that that's not my little thing um we had a manager who would fall asleep throughout the day at work, and she wasn't smart enough to say that she was narcoleptic, so she said she was diabetic. But I'd never seen anyone affected by diabetes like this until we found out that she was on heroin. And I was like, that is, like, you're a manager and you're here as a fuck, like, if that was any person of color, that would have been a junkie. But she was white, so she was a manager. And I'm like, only, like, that shit only happens, like, in this country. Um, And I'm not judging drugs, because I'm a drug addict. Drugs are wonderful. Drugs are great. Um, I think people like to judge drug addicts sometimes, like we're trying to kill ourselves, and we're not. We're just trying to get high, and accidents happen. Like, what's your name again? G? Jean. Like, let's say Jean bought eight bags of like heroin and something happened, the cops have to show up and then they find that just one of the bags got used. That's an accident. Nobody buys eight bags of heroin to die on the first one. Like, so that's not like what we're trying, we're just trying to get high and we're trying to plan. Um, Gay marriage just recently like became a a law apparently, so I have a new right now that I'm trying to like use because I haven't had this right ever. So I need to get married, like I'm really desperate. I'm trying to get married like as soon as possible. So I'm going on all these dates. And the first date, well not the first date because it's not my first date, but after gay marriage I was like all like, oh I'm gonna get married, I'm gonna get married, this is like gonna happen. And the dude is like, you know, when I really start liking somebody, 
uh, I get a little, vi- I, I, t- I tend to get violent. And I was like, um, is this a red flag? Should I stick around to find out what violent means? Like, is this like a code? But I was like, no, nah, let me get myself out of this. Then the second relationship, or the second date, I, did, I made a mistake of going to gay pride, the gay pride parade with this guy. And at one point, like, he's like, I need to go take a walk. And I was like, but it's a parade. We've been walking the whole time. Like, what do you mean you have to take a walk? Like, and then he started making out with somebody else. And I was like, all right, I guess this date's over. The third date was a long-distance relationship, and I was living in New York, and he lived out here. So I came out here for three months, and I saw him like a total of three times the whole whole time that I was here. And I was like, I really like this relationship better when it was over the phone, especially the sex. And that's my time. Thank you. Gabe Morales understands phone sex. I've never gotten it. Yay! I never understand what I'm supposed to do. Like, what am I supposed to do? Yay! Hey, guys, that was happy hour. That was super fun. Everybody, thanks again for being here. Thanks to Pervert Fervor for making art happen uh, one day at a time. Listen to both of us on Some Call Me Tim every Wednesdays from 2 to 3. Stay tuned. The next show is going to be Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse with... Hell Hat, which is a great time. A uh, bunch of different audience um, suggestions, and you can make more now. But we're going to be coming back in about 12 minutes. Bye, everybody. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends, here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can 
listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission Hive vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission Hive for awesome events and updates. The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk. Come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. an underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find counter-offer, and my offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a taste of tornado. They 
have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini and creamylicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They get them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads going to come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. happy hour what could be happier than 23 comics doing jokes for each other and at a radio listening audience puppets kittens unicorns porn maybe oh well stage time makes them happy and this super happy comedy open mic is open every friday from 6 to 8 p.m but you can also listen anytime by downloading the podcast at meet new radio fm index at podcasts.pcrcollective.org so come live or listen later or to every happy hour mic Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. at Radio FL Mutiny Radio. I just fucked that up again. What the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah! You got it. I got it. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? 
That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? We'll gather and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat.